Google officially announced Wednesday it has achieved quantum supremacy. The tech giant vote margins are tightening in favor of Joe Biden after the former vice president narrowly surpassed President Trump in Pennsylvania and Georgia. It is clear that the Biden-Harris ticket will win the White House. First theorized the existence of gravitational waves in 1916, upending the world's understanding of physics. And now, after two massive black holes collided nearly two billion light years from Earth, astronomers at the LIGO Observatory in Washington State have detected a fourth set of these ripples in the fabric of space-time. What is gravity? Is it a true scientific construct or is it simply the product of a scientific cult? What are quantum computers and what is the statistical improbability of the 2020 elections? Join us as we dive into some very weird science on this episode of The Soul Trap. Why don't people understand my Well, it's good to have Andrew back with us. We call him our mad scientist. We have covered a lot of material and some of it has been quite frankly, just beyond our ability really to even grasp in some ways, but that's what the Bible is. Sometimes we look at the Bible as a devotional book and it is. We look at the Bible as a doctrinal book and it is, but don't ever underestimate the scientific and technological aspects of the Bible. I believe the closer we get to the coming of the Lord, we're going to see the technology and science and religion begin to converge more and more in such instances as the singularity as often quoted by Ray Kurzweil, AI, and now we're talking about quantum physics, biotechnology, nanotechnology, it all seems to be coming to a head. And so it's good to have Andrew with us to be able to talk uh, a tremendous, I think a tremendous Christian young man and one that is well versed in the field of physics and quantum physics. Andrew, uh, it's good to have you with us on the show. The last time we finished talking, uh, we were talking about the black hole. Uh, I've watched movies about the black hole. I've read books about the black holes. I don't know if anybody fully, completely knows exactly what they are, yeah. but if there's one name associated with the black hole, it is Stephen Hawking. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about what that is, mm -hmm. what the black hole is, what it's theorized, and why is Stephen Hawking so associated with that? So a black hole, in essence, so when you have a star um, and it's burning and it starts to die, it starts burning heavier and heavier um, elements. Um, so what happens is, is that, that star is so heavy and so abundant that it starts to collapse in on itself because its matter is so strong. And so what happens, it just keeps crumbling and crumbling and crumbling and then boom, it creates a black hole. Mm. And it starts, and so, it's gravity and so everything's being sucked into that okay a hole now here's where i want yeah. to get to it a hole in what uh space and so we don't actually know what goes on inside a black hole we have theories mm -hmm. and so one theory is that you know uh, matter that gets sucked into it a star planet random particles light everything starts getting sucked into it and starts breaking everything down because that's how strong its gravity is and at the center of that black hole is a singularity of all that matter just coming together and being crushed together and the theory goes that you know maybe that's a you know the beginning of a new universe okay because that 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 um, matter is being so crushed that it just explodes uh -huh. and so that's why a lot of uh, physicists believe um, 
I know, great show, the, you know, the one that uh, Neil deGrasse and Tyson, uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. if I said his name right, he, he does that, um, the Cosmos, he, he talks about that mm -hmm. a lot. And Carl Sagan, Carl you said Sagan, way back in the day, yeah. yeah. And so they, um, the scientists, you know, Hawking uh, predicted Hawking radiation and I misquoted, so scientists have found experimental evidence of it, but have not fully proven it, so I misquoted, okay. that was on me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they, they, you know, a uh, bunch of scientists and researchers were able to simulate and come up with, um, you know, you know, possibi possibility mm -hmm. of Hawking radiation. Still, still have been proven fully. Um, and so that's another thing, because we're saying, well, how is that possible? Because forever, we have been told that it only sucks things up. Uh, and not actually emit things. Mm -hmm. And so that's another theory that we're having to, to uh, another area that we're having to uh, experiment with, like what is this Hawking, this hypothesized Hawking radiation coming out? Mm -hmm. um, and then you have things like white holes. And <laughs> right, that, right. that is the exact opposite. That mm. thing emits um, uh, matter. Uh -huh. And so if you put a white hole next to a black hole, the black hole will suck in that white hole. And so um, that's just it's 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 such a vast um, you know the universe is so vast it's hard for us to even comprehend uh -huh. what goes on out there in the event horizon pretty much um, you know if you watch that movie Interstellar yes. there's that scene in there um, that that's Hollywood uh -huh. if we were able to see it um, and we've been able to to scan through um, different um, wavelengths and that's hypothetically what it could look like so you have that that um, that illusion with light it kind of uh -huh. goes this way and then it goes up that way it's because it's being bent by gravity that's uh -huh. how powerful it is now one of the things that's fascinating and i don't want to i don't want us to digress too much because i want to come back to the to the concept of, of what unifies all these things mm -hmm. together but one of the things that's very interesting is some of the most basic simple concepts that we maybe in in classical uh, physics had assumed or taken by assumption now are being brought into question. One of them is is exactly what is space? How do you define space? Mm -hmm. Is there an ether? And, and then they say, well, no, there's not. Okay, but what is space? Mm -hmm. Another one is how do you define what gravity is? Mm -hmm. um, uh, Neil... Uh, Tyson DeGrasse, whatever the guy's yeah. name is we were talking about, he was asked, you know, can, what is gravity? And he said, I don't know. I can yeah. tell you what gravity does, but I don't know yeah. what it is. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at these kind of things and you think, man, I mean, at the very base level, once again, I keep coming back to this theme that, that modern real science is really bumping up against things that, you know, 200 years ago, they were telling us, oh, the Bible's foolish. Now they're going... We don't know what it is. We can tell you what's happening, but we don't know what that is. And so it's, it's, it's very fascinating when you start looking at that. And that's why I've always found the quantum studies, quantum mechanics, very interesting. Now, you mentioned in one of our earlier episodes, one of our earlier shows when we were talking, that there are different fields and branches and that the Holy Grail is what connects all of it together, what makes all of it work. Mm -hmm. Explain to us a little bit, I call it the grand theory of everything, mm -hmm. uh, the unifying theory of everything. Explain to us what that holy grail pursuit is yeah. in, in, in quantum physics there. Yeah, so the grand unifying theory is, again, it's your physicists are trying to find ways to connect these forces. The electric weak force, the strong nuclear force, your electromagnetic force, and your gravitational force. Those are the four fundamental forces. And the creme de la creme is 
fitting it all together into one single equation, expression, and theory. Mm -hmm. um, and so there are physicists who dedicate their lives to just that topic alone. So that's pretty much about it. Um, and you know, they call it the theory of everything. They explain it. It will, you know, supposedly explain everything in the universe and how everything functions. And so we touch on gravity. Is it? Is it? Is it? And I'm sorry to interrupt. Is it every? Is it how it functions, or is it why does it do that? Because we were talking yeah. the other night when we were at supper about you can look at a lot of things, mm -hmm. but but quantum physics, to some degree, is almost a philosophy in the mm -hmm. sense that it says. Why is this doing that? Mm -hmm. Why is that there in my time-space reality and yet it's not there? Yeah. Why is this acting mm -hmm. that way? And you've even said, if I remember correctly, that there are certain things that are true within classical physics mm -hmm. that when you get to the quantum level, it, you know, it operates differently yeah. and we don't know why. Mm -hmm. So is it a why element that people are looking for within that? I think so. I think they want to, to figure out the why. They're only solving how, you know, why, why is the universe, I mean, we're, I mean, we're talking deep philosophical questions. That's what physicists, I truly believe, want to know. They want to know why we're here, why mm -hmm. this has happened, why the universe created it this way. They want to know why. Um, but they're, they're solving the how. Okay, this is how it did it. And so I think that once they figure out the how, they can start asking the question why, mm -hmm. and then they can develop an answer for that. It's interesting. I'm going to jump in again. It's interesting because I think, now this is from my, as a preacher, but as both a, a preacher and a philosopher, I think the approach is once you know the why, it'll give you more understanding of the how. Mm -hmm. I know why because of the Bible, and so I think that it allows me to see more of the how. I think it's interesting that they're trying to get at the how, mm -hmm. and then they have to scurry around to give an excuse for the why, mm -hmm. because the how keeps yeah. leading you back to God, yeah. you, you know, yeah. in a yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay, so go back, I keep interrupting, go back to this this idea of 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 unify. Mm -hmm. What they're looking for is something that plugs everything together and, yeah. and makes it work. Yeah, that that's pretty much it. Um, there's a lot of mathematics behind it. I mean, stuff that is, is even above me. Um, people who have been doing these differential equations for years, and, and there's so much research into it. Um, but that's pretty much it. Like they were able to connect the electric weak force, or the yeah, the weak nuclear force and the ele electromagnetic force, and call it the electroweak force. So they were able to con uh, connect that. Mm -hmm. They found a connection between the two, and so then they're trying to bring in the strong nuclear force, and then they're trying to bring in gravity. Mm -hmm. So that is so so it's a step. So they've proven part of it, but they haven't proven the whole thing. Okay, you mentioned gravity. Yeah. So. <sighs> We know what gravity does. Mm -hmm. However, that still seems yeah. to be a moving target. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we know what it does, we're learning, it seems like, from just the journal writings, almost every year, we're going, oh, well, it does this more, and we didn't realize, that, oh, it doesn't do yeah. that. What What is the best understanding of what, what gravity is? Yeah, so, yeah, we don't know what it is exactly. Um, so, like I said, classical... Is it a force? Yeah, that we treat it as a force. So, the thing about gravity is, Newton Newton was the one who discovered gravity um, with the apple falling on his head. That, that's the old wise tale. Um, but he was able to calculate the acceleration due to gravity. Mm -hmm. So, that's what we call little g. That's negative 9.8 meters per second squared. Okay. 
But everybody has gravity. You and I have gravity. The Earth has gravity. And there's, you know, we have a big G constant gravity. Uh-huh. But it's varying, okay? So the reason why you and I are stuck on, on, the, on the Earth is because of gravity. But we are feeling gravity from all aspects of the, of, from the world and from the sun, from uh-huh. the moon. But since we are so close to Earth, the, the force of gravity only affects someone um, based upon their uh, mass and distance from set objects. Uh-huh. So if I was close to the sun, I'm going to feel that gravity and burn up. But since I'm on Earth, I'm affected more upon the Earth's gravity. Mm-hmm. So we know how it works. And so then Einstein was, uh, his general theory of relativity took into account the behavior of the universe with gravity. Um, and so scientists say, well, it's a, you know, think of the universe as a flat sheet and you throw a basketball on that flat sheet and it's bending. It that, bends it down. That bends it, it down. Right. That is gravity. That's what they say gravity is. Um, but the question is, yeah, what's the big ball the, yeah, pushing it down yeah, in the what, middle? What is going on with it? You know, if I threw a wet tennis ball and I threw it in the, you know, the, the, the water flings off, that's because of gravity. It'll mm-hmm. fly up a little bit and then fall back down. Right. That's why we have an atmosphere because the particles are attracted to the earth. Now some may escape, but not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So it stays uh, close to the earth and that's that that's why we have the atmosphere that's why you and I are stuck down here but I could easily say oh it's just a bunch of invisible tiny little hands pulling mm-hmm. me down because we don't know exactly what it is and the thought experiment behind it is is it a push or is it a pull because mm-hmm. if I'm in an elevator uh, in space I'm either being pushed from the bottom going up or I'm being pulled and going up uh-huh. And so, you know, we don't know. And so physicists are trying to go beyond that reference frame and see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned uh, a lot of people don't realize that the early theory, uh, special relativity, mm-hmm. uh, not general relativity, but special relativity was designed, uh, and it was a thought experiment, but it was designed by Einstein to go against something that we talked about earlier, and that was the michelson mori experiment. Mm-hmm because they believed that there was an ether and one of the things that they believed was that there was an ether that moved and the the theory that they had was is that if you were in a boat in the middle of a perfectly still body of water mm-hmm. and you could not see any land you had no reference point and the water was was you couldn't tell and you saw another boat out in the distance mm-hmm. and you wanted to know who was moving mm-hmm. well, am I moving or is the boat moving what you would do is stick your hand in the water mm-hmm. and if you could feel the wave going across it you would know I'm I'm moving mm-hmm. so which one of us is moving in other words is and they were talking about the Sun and the earth as a standing position in other words their theory was is it is it a geocentric earth or a heliocentric model mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's another thing we'll discuss down the road. So what they believe was is that you could stick your hand in the ether mm-hmm. and they felt like that. Well, that really, you can read the writings of, of Einstein. He did not like that mm-hmm. and he came up with special relativity mm-hmm. to say, no, there is no ether. Mm-hmm. That's when he began dealing with, with space, with gravity. Mm-hmm. And as you're talking about gravity, it's a fascinating thing because it's like, look, we're seeing this stuff operate, mm-hmm. but it could just as easily be an invisible hand. We yeah. don't actually know what it is. Yeah. 
yeah. it's doing it. Yeah, and I also um, think it, it's some interesting stuff um, with Einstein. He came up with all these things, and like I said, we haven't proven everything. We've proven parts of it. We proved that time is relative, that it's not constant. So we've proven it, but we recognize it as a full fact and truth, but, we, but you have to take a step back and say, it's still just a theory. Uh -huh. Um, so as a theory, mm -hmm. is it possible, and I'm going to begin to tie this now in hard to the mm -hmm. Bible, is it possible that in the future there are things that could still happen that could turn the scientific world on its ear, turn it upside down from the quantum level, mm -hmm. because now they're opening the doors to new gateways mm -hmm. and they're saying we see things happen, but we, mm -hmm. we don't know how to explain yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, quantum mechanics is just, it's, it's such a crazy study. Even Einstein hated quantum mechanics. Mm -hmm. He hated it. Really? He did not like it. Um, he, because it wasn't hard evidence. Because at least with his, at least with relativity and everything, he could show it and, you know, he could, he can show it mathematically and then, you know, we're piecing it all together. We can right. actually tangible, tangibly test it out. But in terms of quantum mechanics, it's so, it's such a tiny world down there that we don't really know what's going on. And so we have to use prob probability probability calculus um, so it could be within this set area we use statistics that particle could be in this set area right here here's mm -hmm. our math to prove it but we always have a, a certain level of uh, what's the word I'm looking for uncertainty the uncertainty principle there's always going to be a certain level of uncertainty so then we have to take into statistics as low as possible the uncertainty mm -hmm. we want to keep that as low as possible so we can show that hey this is what we have mm. so it's just such a crazy world and it's so deep down there um and i do think that i think when the end times get here however the antichrist comes on board he's gonna have a vast understanding of quantum physics and, and physics in general because yes. he he he's full of parlor tricks and so he's gonna have to be able to mimic what God can do mm. to deceive people. Mm -hmm. And so you have to have a vast understanding of physics and mathematics and mm -hmm. biology, chemistry. You have to understand how everything works to pull off a counterfeit. Mm. Of Very interesting. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a, a turn to the left here. Let's talk about something that you probably are not, uh, as listeners, uh, necessarily going to put uh, you know two and eight together rather than two and two. Let's talk about election results, quantum physics, and computers. Yeah. The other night, Andrew and I were sitting out, we were sitting around the fire, and we began to talk about the election results uh, and, and, and how things happen. We began to talk about Chinese computers. I had no idea about the connection between quantum physics or the, the quantum element mm -hmm. and the new cutting edge technology mm -hmm. of quantum computers. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about how close we are to Skynet and yeah. computers running the world yeah. and the matrix. So I personally don't think that we can create an artificial intelligence. You know, God is a personage. You know, that's, that's being very honest. God is a personage and who we are is because of him. He mm -hmm. designed us that way. He's like an architect. But we don't, we don't even understand everything about ourselves unless we go to the Bible. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we can create a artificial intelligence. Um, so with quantum computers, that's, that's really interesting. Quantum computers, you know, I don't know too much about it, but I do know that 
governments worldwide are funding it. It's just like the nuclear arms race. Okay, so this is like the yeah. nuclear arms, arms race. race. This is more important than anything yeah. else to them. They want yeah. this. Yeah, they want quantum computers because quantum computers would be able to, they run so fast, faster than uh, supercomputers, I might add, uh, and they would be able to break uh, code and encryptions and you know whoever has a quantum computer whatever nation has that quantum computer would be able to hack into their um, systems take their nuclear codes find out all the information they want that's how powerful these things are they can think and so a regular computer works on binary mm -hmm. zero one one zero well, a quantum computer works similarly. It, it runs on zero, one, like that, but it measures it in amplitudes. So it doesn't care about negative one, okay? I usually think of, you know, you don't have a negative 30% chance of mm -hmm. rain. You have either zero or 30. Uh -huh. So what these quantum computers do, and they have qubits, quantum bits, and they go, they, they measure the amplitude. And so this gets into um, quantum entanglement. That's when you can either have a zero or a one or both at the same time. That's your quantum <laughs> entanglement. Okay, okay. And so these computers are shifting through that. And so, you know, for example, I, I, I know I talked about this last night, a computer to code in a molecule for a coffee bean would take a computer Year, I mean, you, years and years to uh, to do to code in the DNA to, yeah, molecule. Okay, okay. Yeah, and so supercomputers, dude, we just don't have that capability. The 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 even the storage capacity to do that. Um, but a quantum computer would be able to do that. Mm. It would be able to to decode things. It would be able to think very fast. I don't think you'll have a personality or anything, but it would be able to think super quick, and, and you can plug in. You don't think it's going to have a personality. Yeah, that's I, your hope. That's, okay, so, that's to, so to get a gist, so that so that you can kind of get an idea, you you, you tell me if um, you tell me what you think if I'm off. So you've got a regular computer. Mm -hmm. It's going to take. 10 years to do something. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to give you an example of what we're talking about. Regular computer will take 10 years. Supercomputer would take a year. Mm -hmm. A quantum computer... Matter of seconds. Seconds. Yeah. Because Even these, nanoseconds. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, they, they, these things, um, like Google claimed they had quantum supremacy, and IBM called them out and said, no, that's not true. Um, it, these things just are so I mean the way because you're we're talking about at the quantum state we're not talking about numbers and like zero one we're not even talking about electrical because it's running electrically this thing is running quantumly this thing is running on the particles and the particles are shifting through the yeah. qubits and everything it's, it's crazy stuff um, I mean this is stuff that that's even going above my head yeah um, I mean these engineers are, are very brilliant people in terms of, of these uh, qubits and the Chinese have actually they they're claiming quantum supremacy um, so the engineering aspect is what's so difficult about quantum computers because you have to keep the computer super cold like we're using uh, liquid um, helium Mm -hmm. We're keeping it as cool, cold as possible. And they have to use he liquid helium to cool the computer because it's operating at such yeah, a fast level. You have to preserve everything. You can't expose it to the environment around mm -hmm. uh, or it'll destroy the, the computer. Um, but the Chinese are saying, I think my professor told me about it, that the Chinese were able to use light. Um, I haven't been able to do a whole lot of research about it, but that's what the Chinese are claiming. Some crazy stuff was going on. And okay, so, so the Chinese are claiming that they have dominion 
when it comes to quantum yeah. Uh, computers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no no pun intended. Yeah. And what we mean quantum supremacy, so no actual quantum computer has been created yet. Uh -huh. What we mean is quantum supremacy means we have something very close to it. We're, uh -huh. we're gaining that supremacy. We're ahead of you. That's what they're claiming. And so they have prototypes. Uh -huh. I think Google, has, some company has uh, claimed that they, they I want to say it was Google, claimed that they had some quantum supremacy. Uh, and I've seen, you know, prototypes of, you know, 64 qubits, something mm -hmm. around that, you know, mm -hmm. ballpark. Um, because quantum computers is not my real area yeah. of expertise, but that's pretty much what a quantum computer does. And so now, yeah, so in order to go back, and so to go back, kind of piggyback on for the funny stuff, um, yeah, when I was watching the election thing in Pennsylvania, I was watching that uh, the with Rudy Giuliani giving a uh -huh, testimony. Uh -huh. um, the statistics don't add up. There, it's some crazy stuff was going yeah, on. Yeah. Um, so you know. Numbers don't lie when you're using stats. Uh -huh. um, you can't you can't fib on uh, in statistics. It's very it's a very hard science. Yeah, and you're giving you know the possibility, the probability, what is happening, what's likeliness of this happening, and so you know Trump's ahead by x amount of votes. Then all of a sudden, Biden gets all these votes, not just to match him up but to get ahead of him uh -huh. but then only a handful of those votes go to Trump so you have these weird statistical spikes that are, aren't adding up and mm -hmm. so that raises a lot of questions like where did you get these votes because yeah. you, know, you know the vote the mail-in votes are coming in they've the people already have them uh, they're they've already started doing that it's closed what's going on mm -hmm. and so this had to have been you know the election had uh, you know I truly Truly, honestly, believe there was some form of there was fraud. Fraud. Oh yeah. And so I truly believe that there was you know this has been planned for years. Yeah. And so I, I know I told you I think when when uh, President Trump won Florida, when he won Florida, that's when I think uh, the Democrats or whoever. Uh, some power realized he was going to win because no president has won the presidency without Florida ever before mm -hmm. until now. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden you have Georgia, you have Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Arizona. You have these five states all of a sudden turn blue. And mm -hmm. I was up until about four or five o'clock in the morning um, watching the results. Yeah. And they weren't calling it. Trump was ahead uh, in some states, hundreds of thousands of votes. Yes. And you're like, what is going on? Why aren't they calling it? And then Joe Biden comes out and he's like, we knew this was going to happen. We knew that with the mail-in votes, this was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And you watch One American News, you're seeing people pull out boxes of yes, mail-in votes yes. and just start scanning it multiple times. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself, how well planned was this? Because this didn't happen because a bunch of um, poll workers were getting angry mm -hmm. and Trump was winning. This had to have been planned. They had to have had a backup plan for for everything. Yeah. Because they thought, because I truly think they chose Biden, um, the Democrats chose Biden because he, you know, that he would possibly get moderates and independents over to their side, mm -hmm. but he couldn't do it. And then they chose Kamala Harris, and Kamala Harris was not winning the primaries. She she was doing horrible. Yeah. Yeah. 
but then they, they choose her to be the vice president. And so, and you're watching Biden and you're thinking, what is going on with this guy? He doesn't sound coherent. <laughs> yeah. What he, he doesn't he's got some quantum entanglement yeah, in his mind. Some- True international average of pressure. Something yeah, going yeah, on there. Yeah. Something's messing up. His circuitry's off. And so you're like, what's going on? And so I think that there was a big, big conspiracy going on because yeah. the, the, the math does not add up. Yeah. Uh, and as a, and as a mathematician, yeah. you're looking at the numbers, going yeah. that doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not a you know I'm not a poli sci student. I, you know, I took my basic you know basic uh-huh. courses. So all the constitutionality stuff I, that goes over my head. So you know, I don't know it. But as a math person, I'm thinking that doesn't make sense. Yeah. How in the world are there more votes than voters? How in the world was Biden able to? beat Trump overnight and people yeah, went to bed. Yeah. I stayed up watching oh, it. Uh, yeah, I know. I stayed up watching it and they you mean they should they should have called the election by ten o'clock my time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because that's how far ahead he was. All the states were turning around. I mean all these states other than your usual blue states. Right, right. Um were turning solid red. And so like I said, you know, these these statisticians are saying, look, there was a spike. What an interesting thing in history. It may very well have been the first coup d'etat mm-hmm. and insurrection mm-hmm. Not by revolutionaries carrying guns, mm-hmm. but by mathematicians punching computer keys. Yeah. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the mad scientist. We've talked about everything from politics to physics. We hope you've enjoyed having uh, Andrew with us, a tremendous young man of God. Pray for him. We've enjoyed and learned a lot with him. We hope you've enjoyed these shows. And as we like to say around here, we hope that this episode finds you on that good and narrow way. Amen. God be with you. See you soon. It's science. Science. It's science.